0: You know, somehow Stan's thumb got in my eye. Yeah, it popped out of my head. I had to shove it back in, but lost like half the vision. The eye it, itself, cord had stretched. So they had to take it back out and then a subsequent surgery and cut the cord
1: and reattach the cord because the cord was too long. This is an episode I've been waiting ages for because this week, in our intro, we're going to talk about who we've either punched in the face or who we've wanted to punch in the face. So, Jim, (laughs) let's start with you. And has there been anybody you've ever wanted to punch in the face or you've actually punched in the face?
0: Now, I'm sure there's lots of people I've wanted to punch in the face. And um, on a side note, it's funny because this is something my wife says to me that she wants to punch me in the face when I annoy her. Uh But but she hits me in what we call the arm face. Oh. So she'll be like, oh, I just want to punch you in the face. And I'm like, the face or the arm face? And then she'll punch me in the arm because she doesn't want to actually punch me in the face.
1: So, first of all, I don't think she can yeah. reach your face with your height. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So she, she gives you arm face punches. That's good. Yeah, she is there, punched me in the arm face. Is there any story you can recall about her punching you in the arm face and you deserved it? Like, you're like, oh, okay, I, I get that. I should have gotten that.
0: Oh, I'm sure I almost always deserve it when she actually does it because I'm being a dick. Like, I see. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm being, like, arrogant or cocky or trying to aggravate her. Like, it's not it's not innocent. Like, oh, my God, why are you punching me in the arm face? Like, I know what I'm doing. I, like, see. I see. Like, it, it, I, see. I should be punched in the arm face. Like, I I can't fight it.
1: I but um, okay, so but as far as
0: actually punching somebody in the face, right. I, I, I can't, I'm sure I have, but mm-hmm. as far as like when you said, is there somebody that you would have wanted to punch in the face? I have a very specific thing and that's the only time I went to the ECW arena, Okay, we decided to go to duty free because back then you couldn't get alcohol in the United States over a certain amount, like oh. as far as alcohol content. Right. So we wanted to buy beer for Sandman, but we oh. wanted to buy a case of like high-end Labats or something that they had at the duty-free store that would be more alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So we bought a case and we take it down to Philly and the first day gets canceled for a snowstorm. So the first show gets canceled, the meet and greet kind of gets canceled. Mm-hmm. So there's a meet and greet the following day in the afternoon and we're like, all right, we have to get this beer to Sandman because yep. we're only going to have this one shot. So I go, all right, you guys go upstairs. I was with two buddies. You guys go upstairs, and I'm going to make sure he doesn't leave, and you guys just run upstairs. like It'll be take five minutes mm-hmm. and go get the beer, and then we'll just all give it to him. So yep. 10 minutes go by. 15 minutes go by. I'm talking to Joey styles and like all these guys are getting ready to leave. And I'm like, where the fuck are they? 20 minutes goes by. Now guys are starting to leave and I'm starting to panic. Mm -hmm. So I just grabbed Sandman. I said, look, man, we brought beer from Canada and I don't know what the fuck my buddies are doing upstairs, but you can't leave. Like, I got to get you this beer. And he's like, he's like, Oh fuck. I'll wait for that. So he just waited. Uh And like five minutes later, the guys come downstairs Uh and we hand him the beer and I go, and I could see my one buddies just like fucking raging. And I go, what, where the fuck were you guys? Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I'll wait till he's not around. I'm like, all right. So he went off to go do something. And I go, what happened? He goes, So there was a trade show in the afternoon where people had merch, autographs and masks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I bought a really sweet Jushin Liger mask. Okay. He goes, Jeff, put your fucking Liger mask on and was just staring in the mirror fucking doing poses with your Liger mask on. I go, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, he's just like. And there's no cell phones at the time. So it's not like he's taking pictures to put online. So he literally spent 10 or 15 minutes in front of the mirror with my Liger mask on, with oh. my other body yelling at him that we had to get downstairs before Sandman left. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. I was ready to murder him.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So in the end, he accepted the beer and it all went good?
0: Yeah, he actually brought it to the ring, and we started. I think we started chanting three point two because that was the alcohol content. Right, and he and he started laughing his ass off. Yeah, if you look (laughs) at that, that's the show where I think where he fought Raven when Missy Hyatt was with him. And if you look on that footage when he cracks the beer, it's a. I think it's a Labatt's that we brought.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That At least in the end, you have a good memory that you can look back on. You see the video of it and the punching, wanting to punch somebody in the face turned out actually in your favor, right? Like it all worked out in the end. Yeah,
0: it all worked out in the end. He, was, he just almost jeopardized the only one plan that we went down there
1: with. <laughs> yeah, I see. You have older brothers, so you could never really have punch them in the face in any kind of big sort of way. There's a big age gap between you guys,
0: right? Oh yeah, there was no, no there way, was no right? punching. In, and my and my dad was served in the Korean War and tattooed oh. his own arm, so there was certainly no <laughs> punching my dad in the face. <laughs> my dad, my dad. This is a side note, but like yeah. to give an idea of how like tough and crazy my dad was. His mm-hmm. tooth was bothering him. He was in his early 70s. His tooth was bothering him. And he called the dentist, and they go, you haven't come in 10 years, and Mm -hmm. we're not going to accept you. You have to go through all these proper channels. He hung up, grabbed a pair of pliers, and pulled his own tooth out. Holy shit. Wow. It is 70s.
1: Wow. Wow. Guys in his generation were just built different.
0: Oh, my God, yes. Holy
1: shit. Can you imagine... Kids in your children's generation, even thinking about something like that?
0: They won't even <laughs> walk to the mall. Like, right. like I remember walking <laughs> to the mall. Like, even that's like a chore. So, no, not at all.
1: Not at all. I agree. Okay. So, I have a couple of stories too. I'm an older brother. I have a younger brother, three and a half years old, uh, three and a half years younger than me. So, my brother is three and a half years younger than me. I have punched him in the face so many times. I can't remember. <laughs> I, you know, I want to say, that there was like some big reason why I punched him in the face. But a lot of the punching in the face was probably between when I was seven and eight to about 13 or 14. It didn't go much beyond that. So there was like, you know, nothing big to punch him in the face about. When we got older and it got serious and it could have been like a real serious fight, I never punched him in the face at that age. But I had that feeling of wanting to punch people in the face quite often. I'm somebody who's driven by logic and if you do something that's stupid or really childish in front of me it makes me lose my cool so i was sitting in a boardroom in japan i'd been in japan for about i want to say seven or eight months and i was a vice president of this company it was a big deal and uh, i was on my way out of the company i decided to leave so for the last month of my tenure, they asked me to run one of the local branches of the school. The school had like, I don't know, eight branches, nine branches at that time. And I was overseeing everything, but then I gave my notice and they said, okay, for last month, we're going to put a guy in training in your position. Can you take over his job? I was like, all right, fine. So I went and I took over the guy's job. And we had this meeting with the CEO and like all of the school heads in the meeting. And the CEO's there and he's asking, all right, who thinks that their monthly target goals are fair, right? So everybody said, yes, Mr. Yoshino, they're fair. They're fair. I agree. They're uh, the fucking ass kissing (laughs) like I've never seen before, okay? All these target numbers are like picked out of thin air. There's no rhyme or reason to them. They're calculated absurdly. Nobody has the guts to say anything. So when it comes to my turn, I go, look, I go, I'm not sure if it's fair or not fair, we're aiming towards it. Uh, let's see at the end of the month how it goes. I go, I can't say you now it's, if it's correct or not correct. And so the meeting's over. And then they have a side meeting with only the junior members. So now it's those managers, no president, and then the manager staff. And so this one guy who's like a fucking troublemaker, his name's Ralph. He's a fucking prick. <laughs> oh, Ralph, you fuck. Okay, so
0: <laughs>
1: this guy always like manipulates people in some way to get them on his side. And like, he's, he's very devious. And he's, so anyways, we have this meeting and he said, look, everybody here should realize that the targets are set arbitrarily and Yoshino doesn't know what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I can't justify this number. How could they justify this number? Blah, 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 blah. Like he's, he's complaining, 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 complaining while this Yoshino guy's not in the room. So then, so so everybody, it goes around to everybody, right? And then finally it comes around to me and they go, yeah, Malik, what do you think? this is a fucking meeting amongst executives. I go, I'm not a pussy ass bitch like Ralph. I'm not here (laughs) to complain when people who are of no significance are in the room, but when important people are in the room, I tuck my tail between my legs and I hide like a pussy. That's what I fucking said. (laughs) he was he was fucking livid and there was another guy who was like a a senior level manager who'd been there for like 10 years by that point he looks at me he smiles and then he puts his head down and he shakes his head like I can't believe what I just fucking heard this is awesome
0: (laughs) <laughs> right, but but in Japan, that's like a super no no, right? Oh, that's incredible
1: no no, absolutely incredible no no. And then but it was my last month on the job. I had two weeks left. What the fuck did I care? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I just didn't like his attitude and his. And so then he got up to challenge me, and I'm like, I'm fucking ready anytime, anytime. <laughs> like I have nothing to lose. But that I think that was one of the instances that clearly comes to mind about wanting to punch someone in the face, but. I've had tons of those in Japan, tons. It's funny, I've had more instances of wanting to punch people in the face in Japan than in Canada, and I think the best one, and it's a little bit of a long story, but we're, fuck it, we're going there. There, I was standing on the platform of a busy train station, and this fucking guy on the platform across from me starts screaming out in Japanese. And I have no idea what the fucking guy is saying, because I don't speak Japanese at all at that time. And he's screaming, gaijin, go home, gaijin, go home. And so what he's saying is foreigner, go home, foreigner, go home. And so I look to my right, I look to my left. I'm the only foreigner in the whole fucking station. <laughs> so he's obviously talking to me. He wants me to go home. Right. Okay. So I don't know any Japanese whatsoever. I've been here a fucking week. So I walk to the edge of my platform and there's like a train that comes in between us. I walk to the edge of my platform. And I just point at him and I like pull my fingers in towards my face. And it's as if I'm like reeling him in, like, come on, motherfucker. And so he gets fucking livid, takes off his jacket, throws his jacket on the ground, throws his bag in the air. His bag hits the the lights in the roof. And he's like fucking losing his mind, jumping up. And and he's like, fight like he's in fighting pose but he doesn't know how to fight so his hands are like way too far apart and it's obvious like if we fight i'm gonna fucking destroy him like it's not even close (laughs) and so i i don't want to say anything because i know if the more i say the more it'll seem as if i am a gaijin like i'm a foreigner so i don't say a word i look at him and then i bend down as if i'm going to jump down into the tracks And the guy sees that I'm about to jump down into the tracks and come up to get him. So he fucking runs down to the other end of the platform. But the problem is his jacket and his bag are still on the ground there. (laughs) So he's at the other end of the platform, his jacket and the bag's like immediately in front of me. And he's screaming from the end of the platform, fucking foreigner, go home, go home. Like he's losing his mind. (laughs) then he runs the train comes in on his side so as the train comes in he runs back to grab his stuff he's running he's running back screaming and running screaming grabs his stuff goes in the train and as he turns around to yell at me the doors close in his face as he's screaming so it's like guys go (laughs) i'm fucking dying like on my side i'm trying my best not to laugh But I turn around and there's a fucking sea of Japanese people surrounding me and looking at me with dismay. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I thought I'd done the right thing. Like I challenged him. I made him shut up. I made him look stupid. And I didn't have to say a fucking word. But I came to realize later when somebody's crazy, the proper etiquette and manner in Japan is to move away, stay away and let them expose themselves for being an idiot. And I just... But I can't do that. Even now, it's been 21 years. I've had many instances. I just fucking can't do that. I have to fight back. I have to push back. And there's been times when it's been nearly blows. But I, I just can't step back from that. I, it's just not in me. You're lucky, right? In the states, it doesn't come to blows anymore. It just goes to gun violence. So I think you're careful about. Yeah, I think
0: everybody just stays away from everybody when they're crazy. When they seem crazy.
1: Yeah, it's the same way. Like,
0: like I. For an example. Um, My buddy um, is a delivery guy for Coke, Mm -hmm. and he sent me a picture um, somewhere in Buffalo, and um, dude was walking down the street with a machete, like just some random crazy guy at like like 8 in the morning. Wow. So like, yeah, you just give the crazy people their space. Yeah, yeah.
1: The level of violence or the significant risk to danger is so much different, right? Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so the reason why we talked about all of this punching in the face or wanting to punch in the face is because today's match is very, very famous for somebody getting punched in the face for real, and the outcome of that punch in the face was fucking gruesome. So we're going to talk today about Stan Hansen versus Vader from 1990 in the Tokyo Dome.
0: Okay, now, so Jim, now, before we, before, yeah. before we get into it, mm-hmm. um, now obviously we didn't watch a lot of Stan Hansen in his prime, correct? And I thought, and I thought he was like a crazy badass when I saw him. I'm like, man, this guy can go. Mm-hmm. So I decided to look up how old he was when this match was. Oh, he's Hold fifty. It. Holy shit! Stan Hansen oh, is fifty shit. when this yeah. match goes on
1: wow like that's fucked that's fucking incredible incredible holy shit i even 50 year old guys today can't go that well typically
0: not (laughs) with a not with a hard fight like that
1: no no way oh my god that's amazing okay so you mentioned he's 50 but the reason why this is a fucking huge deal is they brought and this is a super card okay this is new japan was struggling for business, and they realized the way to really grow their business is to have WrestleMania-type shows. They're now known as Wrestle Kingdom. There's a whole series, but this is a preamble to the Wrestle Kingdom series. This is just called Super Fight, and they had invited... All Japan guys to come in and work against New Japan guys. There were some matches where it was All Japan versus New Japan, some matches where it's All Japan guys versus All Japan guys, some were New Japan versus New Japan, but there are like some mixed matches. And this is a mixed match where Stan fucking Hansen is challenging for the New Japan title against Vader. Yeah. Uh, Vader had just recovered the title from. Hashmikov, right? Salim Hashmikov.
0: Right. And and he always wore the mask at this point still too, correct, right? Correct, correct, right.
1: And so he just recently destroyed Inoki, then Hashimov Hashmikov got the title and then Vader has it back now. Okay. So we've got Vader with that big headgear and this is not the main event of the show. The, the whole show is fucking studded. Okay. It is beyond star studded. So I just want to read out some of the matches. Yeah, I want to hear it because oh, I didn't look it God, up. God, it's incredible. Okay, so the matches, I'll go through all the matches just very quickly. The first match is Izuka versus uh, Matsuda. The second match is Benwa and Naoki Sano versus Akira and Jushin Thunder Liger.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice.
1: The next one is Hirosaito, uh, Honaga, uh, and Goto against Hiroshihase, Hoshino, and Kobayashi. Then Brad Rangins, what oh, the fuck is Brad Rangins here? Versus v- Victor <laughs> Zangiev. Then Steve Dr. Death Williams against uh, Salman Hashmikov, who had just uh, recently lost a title.
0: Hashmikov probably ate a backdrop driver in that That's match. correct.
1: And then Larry <laughs> Zabisco drops the AWA title to Masa Saito.
0: The crowd must have not been there. Yeah, must
1: have lost their mind. Jumbo Tsuruta, Yoshiaki Yatsu against Kengo Kimura and Osamu Kido. Another good match. Then Tenryu and Tiger Mask versus George Takano and Ricky Choshu. Then then this match, the Vader and Hansen match. Then Bam Bam Bigelow against Koji Kitao. And the main event is Inoki and Sakiguchi against Chono and Hashimoto.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Talk about star studied. Okay, they had... A record crowd on hand at that time for this show 63,900 people. It's a big fucking deal. It's a really big deal. This is the first time the IWGP title is featured with a foreign talent against foreign talent. It's also the first time an All Japan guy is challenging for the New Japan crowd, that crown. And it's the crowd is crazy in anticipation for this. The guys, so we talk about the announcer's commentary. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, the commentary is, there's it's a problem, right? Because the arena is so fucking loud. They have to scream to talk. And so you don't get that fluid kind of conversation you normally get. But the things they say are really cool. I highlighted a bunch of them. We'll talk about them throughout the match. Generally speaking, very, very informative. I thought that was very good. The referee, Tiger Hattori, he's the guy with the red shoes you see now. He's always good.
0: Uh, Red shoes. That's what everybody calls him here is just red Red shoes. shoes,
1: Red shoes was the referee. He looks like a fucking baby in front of these guys. (laughs) 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 Vader just manhandles him throughout the match. It was terrible, terrible. And then the entrances. Stan Hansen comes down to the ring. He's fucking whipping the bull rope. It looks so fucking iconic. I love his entrance. What are your thoughts about his entrance? In my opinion, I think he has one of the best entrances in wrestling ever.
0: When him and Brody come in like that, mm. it's great. And I don't think you can do it now because mm. the crowd is so informed.
1: Uh, but
0: like but like back then, like you didn't know. Right. Like I remember I remember going to ECW mm. and like those guys that like when Sabu came out like that, like I know somebody that like pushed Sabu when he was walking in Buffalo and like Sabu grabbed his chair and started trying to beat him with it. Like, like, though, like, you felt legitimately in danger with guys like Sabu and Hansen and Brody. And Agreed. I don't think you can get that.
1: Ah, uh, right. That's true. Well, the one other thing, too, is in Japan, nobody sued anybody if they got hurt as a result of Abdullah the Butcher or Brody or Tiger Jitsing Singh or Stan Hansen hurting right. them on the way to the entrance. There's no sensibility about that. In fact, it's the opposite. If you went to work, and this is no joke, if you went to work the next day and you had a black eye because Stan Hansen bullwhipped you, that's a badge of honor.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody would sue anybody for that shit. No way. Especially not at this time. No way.
0: Yeah. Well, not here they would, but not. Right. Yeah, I, I would never. Like if Sandman would have came to me, I'd have been all about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I think that's the way to do it. Okay, and then Vader. So- <laughs> I watched I watched the match and I, I, there was a lot of things about the match I really liked so I went back and I watched Vader's comments on it because he did a shoot on it and Hanson's and Vader said he has the big head gear on right and so you notice when he's coming to the ring he takes it off right away and so Vader goes do you want to know why I took it off right away and he goes I was in the back with Inoki and he goes Inoki I'm fighting Stan fucking Hansen. He goes, do you think he's going to let me enter the ring with that thing on my head? He goes, he's going <laughs> to pull me. He's going to attack me. He's. I'm not going to be able to see fuck all. It, it's going to make me look weak. I have to take it off before I get to the ring. And so that's why he took it off. He never took it off before he got to the corner post. But Hanson has- That's like, smart psychology yeah, though. Yeah, really great. I thought it was excellent. So he takes it off right away. And as he comes to the ring, <laughs> He's right. Hansen doesn't even wait for the ring introductions. And these fuckers are just (laughs) brawling. They're brawling. And the crowd pops because as they're trying to settle them down to get them separated for the introductions, they're just like, fuck it, let's just go. And then quickly they make the introductions as they're brawling. The crowd pops for that. It was excellent, excellent, excellent. I thought that was great. And I can't remember, well, there's a few, but I can't remember a time when the crowd was this apeshit at this time for two foreign guys working a match from the beginning, right? Like you had some cases where the funks were against Abdullah Butcher and Tiger Jit Singh, where the crowd was also crazy, but it wasn't 60,000 people. It was like five. It wasn't Yeah, this. It wasn't like this. It was nothing like this. The only time where I can remember that the crowd was crazier than this was actually not in pro wrestling, but in K1. If you have a chance, if there's anybody out there who's listening to this who really wants to see a fucking mental crowd go watch bob sap against ernesto hoost in the k1 first and second match. two matches only the crowd is so fucking loud Nobody can hear the bell between rounds. It's that loud. And the commentators are screaming at the top of their lungs and you can barely fucking hear them. It's fuck next level crazy. But other than...
0: I love that K1 shit. It's so good. was so good.
1: But th- this stuff is... Even this, this is like 25 years before that. It's great. And this match is 32 years ago that we're talking about. Can you believe that? Whew. 32 years Whew. ago. Electric. That's awful. Uh, it's awful. It's, in some sense, it's awful. But in some sense, it's so great that they were able to do such like put on such a great exhibition 32 years ago I'm not happy with the finish but the, the match itself and everything that happened I thought it was very very good very good for 32 years ago for sure yeah okay so let's start off with the spots so this is the first time and I'm curious if you've ever seen this this is the first time in the beginning of a match when Vader gives a short arm clothesline where his opponent doesn't bump you ever remember seeing that <laughs> 100% <laughs> he kills people with this shit and hansen just ate it and stood there like nothing happened (laughs) that was fucking fantastic then from there when he did that the commentators did something awesome they went in like way deep into the backstory bit behind these two what they said was after hansen no sold the lariat by vader writing the short arm lariat the commentator said hansen worked against Vader when Vader was in America and his name was Leon White and they had three matches and Vader was never able to pin him and Hanson beat him every time. And so Han- Vader's in for a rough night tonight. I was like, holy
0: shit. That's awesome. Awesome, right? That's, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: fucking fantastic. Very fantastic. Because all
0: the leagues here want to pretend that like other leagues don't exist.
1: Yeah, right. I agree. I don't know why they do that. Right? It adds more mystique. When it's, I know it drives people to other products, but in essence, you're making them fans of the sport, which means they're going to come back to you. I saw, so I yeah. see, uh, I think it's always stupid not to do that. Okay. And then from there, they, you could tell it's so fucking hot in the crowd that like, they don't know what to do. So Vader throws in a fucking low kick. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> a low kick from Vader. It's just forearm smash, like elbows. Shit, like I've never seen him throw a kick. You ever seen him throw a kick?
0: No. no, and like we'll get to yeah, it. Later, yeah, right, but right, I'm right. not used to seeing him throw that either. Oh my god, that was great.
1: Okay, and so it's a lot of brawling. And Mike mentioned before he hates brawling matches because there's not a lot of action going on. But I didn't get the feeling of that here at all. I fucking loved the brawling here. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it makes sense, right? Like, there's like when I saw Abdul the Butcher and Bruiser Brody live, they just brawled, mm. like, and that's I don't, I don't want like wrist locks and and rest holds i want them just to beat the hell out of each other right
1: i think it's good these guys could go they could do some moves but it wasn't necessarily necessary to do all the big moves right it was far more intuitive for them to have a brawl and make it seem like who's the last man standing as opposed to yes. yeah like technical moves right so i thought it was a very smart strategy but at 3 minutes and 30 seconds into <sighs> the video you can see it clear as day I don't know Hansen reaches out with his left, and Vader said he thumb poked him in the eye, but actually, I think it's a clear punch. It looks like a clear punch. It's a punch. He, his eye pops out, like it really pops out. And in Vader's shoot interview, he said, It took every fiber in my body not to turn that into a shoot fight. He goes, Because I was writhing in pain. When you see us tied up, he goes, My eye fell out of my head. And I'm pushing it back into my yeah, head as Hansen is tying up with me. And I'm telling him, don't move, don't move, don't move. And so then I go to the Hansen shoot and they ask Hansen, what do you remember about that? He goes, I can't see shit. He goes, I can't see more than a meter in front of my face. So when I hit him, I don't know where I'm hitting. I don't know what I'm doing. So he goes, it was an accident. <laughs> so
0: I thought that was great. A 50 year old man can hit you so hard he knocks your eye. When you're your 450
1: out. <laughs> pounds and six foot five.
0: When you're four, and your skull is like a brick of cement, like, like a, just a giant block of cement. <laughs> Vader has to go to
1: a rest spot for a second, right? So he puts him down on the ground, and then the commentator said something fucking cool. So Vader has Hansen on the ground. He's got him like a semi arm bar kind of thing. It's just a rest spot. And he said, yeah. Vader the IW, the third ever foreign IWGP title holder, is challenging Texas violence Stan Hansen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a
1: great nickname. I've never heard him called Texas violence before. Never,
0: but it, but it fits.
1: It fits. It fits. And then Vader rips off the mask because the eye is just swelling too much and the crowd pops because they think it's an indication from him that he's really getting into the match. But Right. But that's not what happened, is it?
0: No, but that's but that's a great like in the moment like what else could you possibly think cuz he's that he's never taken the mask off before.
1: Right, exactly. And then when he takes the mask off, the crowd view is kind of obstructed even though they've got the camera and they're trying to show the ring, the referees in the way and the technology at the time isn't that great. So it takes a few moments for them to really get a visual of what's gone on here. But what was your first reaction when you saw his eye completely fucked up?
0: My first reaction was, if this is now, this match gets the X. Like, this match Mm -hmm. is over. It does not continue. Mm -hmm. Like, the crowd might be super disappointed, but there's no way. Well, at least in the U.S., you could speak to Japan. But there's no U.S. league that would let this match continue.
1: Right. And Vader, in his shoot interview, said he actually thought about just ending the match there, just taking a pop out to the outside and then getting counted out right there. But he said... I know, and I trust Hanson, and I know that this is a mistake, so I'm going to go as long as I can for as much as I can before I feel like it's about to fall out again. And so oh my God. I like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> that, that's Not only is that trust, but that's dedication, right? Whatever people say about Vader and his thoughts on pro wrestling and his complaints about Ricochet and whatever, I think he loved what he did, and he did it well.
0: Yeah, and he had—he was in with the guy that is like him, right? Like right. he's the forefather of the way Vader wrestled.
1: Exactly, exactly. You could tell, like when Vader inducted Hanson into the WWE Hall of Fame, like he really respected him a lot, like a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that helps too. Okay, then we get to like some rough forearms. And then Vader misses a corner splash and Hansen hits a belly to back. But the problem is Vader is just so fucking big. It's not going <laughs> to be like one of those Dr. Death drivers, right? It's not going to be no. crippling, but, but it's still good. It's not bad. And then they go outside and because Hansen can't see, he keeps attacking Vader on the fucked up eyesight.
0: <laughs> yeah, which was crazy. <laughs>
1: Like how much of it are you going to take before you like just lose your cool, but he kept his cool. Like it's,
0: it's fucking, like it's fucking purple. Like you can't see that it's purple. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it was fucking ridiculous. Really ridiculous. Okay. So then they go outside, they come back in and the crowd's popping because it's not a count out, which is good. They do it once. Then they get back in the ring and again, back to the outside and again, thrown back in the ring crowd pops again so they're building the anticipation for the crowd that you know this brawl is uncontrollable i thought that was really good storytelling here that nobody's able to control these guys what do you think about that going to the outside and breaking the count going to the outside breaking the count
0: yeah i think i think with a super show even back then a fan is going to expect things to end wonky like dq or count out because nobody wants to lose face Right. So the fact that they played into that was really good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was excellent too. And then we get back in the ring and Vader does just a power slam. But I just wanted to let you know and the crowd, the audience know that in Japan, his power slam is called Big Van Crush. So he delivers the Big Van Crush and then Vader climbs to the top rope. I've never ever ever seen Vader climb to the top rope from the outside do you ever remember seeing that
0: no I mean I know he does the moonsault but not but that's from inside right not he, from, yeah not from the out. Yeah, he never climbs from the outside that's
1: fucking crazy so he gets to the top I don't think even he knew what the fuck he was gonna do because he ended up doing something <laughs> fucking ridiculous but just seeing him on the top rope was very cool he hits a forearm to the head has Hanson down on the ground and then he starts like doing these crazy like Gut shots with his fist. It looks like a fucking hammer hammering down on Hansen's ribs. Then he gets up and he does a great, great elbow. It would make Dusty Rhodes proud. That fucking elbow <laughs> on the ground. And, you know, it struck me right at that point. Like, you watch a Vader match from Japan. You watch a Hogan match from Japan. You watch all these big guys. They fucking work when they're in Japan. They really fucking work. When they yeah. come stateside, it's like they're taking a vacation. I don't know why that is. Is there something about Japan that makes them do that? Or do they think it gets... Because they Hogan? feel they
0: have to earn it more in Japan. That's my take on it.
1: Uh, yeah, you might be right. Because the matches... Actually, I hate to say this because I, I fucking hate Hogan. But his ho- matches in Japan against Muda and even Hansen and a couple... Of, not bad. Not fucking bad. Man, very watchable. No, they're not bad at all. Yeah. Okay. From there then... uh <laughs> <laughs> Vader lariats Hansen. Hansen takes a semi-bump to the outside. Then while they're on the outside, Vader misses a corner splash in the corner post. And again, they build up the tension for the countout. They get back in the ring. So they get back in the ring. Now, as Vader's coming back in the ring, Hansen catches him. Vader's on all fours, and Hanson keeps kicking Vader in that fucked up eye. Same side. (laughs) Same side again and again. And Vader's getting, you could tell he's fucking irritated, but he's still not losing his, he's irritated, he's very irritated. So he gets out onto the floor, and then again, they do some work around the ring, and this is where I realized the magnitude of this match. I don't know if you picked up on it, but the ring boys at the side of the ring—did you see who the fuck was there?
0: No, I didn't see.
1: In Hansen's corner, listen to this fucking ring. Like, you know how they bring the young boys to protect them, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, so the young boys for the All Japan side listened to these fucking ring boys. He had Hiroshi Hase, Misawa, Kobashi, <laughs> Kawada, and Tawe as his ring boys what the fuck i was like holy fuck like that gives you this is 90
0: we're like he got like the all japan hall of fame with him
1: yeah all the fucking main event guys because in 90 that's where these guys are like right to like they're on like they're in their peak yeah yeah and so all those fucking guys come with Hanson to the ring that was i i didn't realize that until that point when they're on the outside so i was like wow like how big is it that fucking Kobashi doesn't have a match. He's just a corner guy. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay, then we get the sign for the finish. Hansen does, uh, just like he does in his diagram: press L and R at the same time. <laughs> in, in <laughs> 2000. Hansen does a he and the lariat's on the way and I'm fucking ready for this finish. Hansen's going to win the New Japan title. Vader reverses it and throws a fucking dropkick. A, a drop kick. A fucking four hundred and fifty pound guy throwing a perfectly fucking timed drop kick. I was. I lost my shit. <laughs> it was
0: insane.
1: Incredible. I I've never seen him do that. I didn't think he was capable of doing that. And actually, it was a really fucking good drop kick. Didn't you think so? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like even for form and stuff, like you just expect him to do one of those. Big guy one foot barely touches the guy drop kick.
1: Both feet right up in Hansen's face. <laughs> Fuck it was great. Fucking great, great. And then they both hit the Lariat at the same time. They no sell the Lariats because nobody's Lariat is stronger than the other guys. They go outside and unfortunately double count out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the finish was a huge letdown. I, I don't think. You know, I know Hansen's fifty, right? But two months later, they had another super show with Hansen and Hogan as a main event. So I don't think they wanted Hansen doing the job here, even though he should have done
0: the job. What'd you think about the finish? Yes, he should have done he should have he should have done the job because for whatever reason Vader lost a lot of momentum quickly after beating Inoki, which was odd, right. which is why they took the belt off him. Mm-hmm and put it back on him to try to restart it. Correct. And if you're going to do that, what better move is there to have him pin Hanson? Agreed.
1: Agreed. So in retrospect, you have him go over Hansen, and then the Summit show is like a triple company show. I would push Vader and Hogan at that time, right? That's the match to make, not Hansen and Hogan, even though Hanson's probably the bigger draw. But you put the IWGP title on, on the line with Hans- with Hogan and Vader, I think that's a much better match, much better draw. It's hard to
0: draw for sure. If 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 Hogan's willing to lose, though,
1: yeah. Either way, you can go to a small finish with Hogan
0: if you have the clear, yeah. I guess you could. Yeah, you have the clear victory, but you you got to give Vader. You should have gave Vader that win. Yeah,
1: agreed, agreed, agreed. But overall, not one of the top ten greatest matches I've ever seen, but. It definitely had a lot of intrigue, a lot of drama. That one spot was, uh, uh, the drop kick was outstanding. The eye itself popping out was a fucking s- something you'll never forget seeing. No. Where do you rank this match in your best matches? How do you see this?
0: I don't think it's a for a Haas fight match. It's probably towards the top, but like not not for an overall match I think the balls on Vader to finish this match is crazy agreed I think for I think for that it definitely gets high marks
1: right I agree with you it gets high marks but it's not a top match like I would never ever rank this in my top 10 but the 20 minutes I think it was 15 some odd minutes of this match highly entertaining recommended viewing and I think it shows a lot of intestinal fortitude so if you want to see somebody put on a very very you know inspired performance this is a match you should watch but it's not a fantastic match, especially because of finish the finish is kind of what ruined it. yeah
0: that. what 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 what
1: in this week's internet bullshit we have our typical sources for internet bullshit we've got the bleacher report we've got the sports star there's a whole bunch but there's a whole bunch of sister sites to these sites and so i found a list on one of these sister sites and it was the most overrated wrestlers ever okay so in my mind there's no explanation of what this means. Just the most overrated wrestlers ever. And they give a list of the top 10. So in my mind, I would think that this list should mean somebody who the public thought was good, but actually
0: sucked. Is that how you define that Jim? Yeah. Cause I'm, cause like when mm-hmm. you said it, I go, okay, Hogan's okay. one, like, like that, like that's like right off the bat. And then I had, and then I would obviously go from there, but like, yeah, people that weren't skilled, mm-hmm. that, were massive like world championship level over
1: okay so i based on that definition (laughs) i'm gonna give you the top 10 there are some fucked up answers in here some great answers in here but it's a fucking shit show overall okay here we go (laughs) your hometown hero the lex express lex luger
0: yeah i i yeah he was Mm -hmm. kind of over. like i loved him like I thought he was a better I people say he was a better face and heel. I liked him as a heel in the horseman. But like yeah, like he didn't like when he got to WWE, he right. should have been the next guy. And I know some of that is booking and some of that is gimmick, but like he didn't do anything.
1: And also his accident. Yeah, and right? his
0: accident, yes. And his accident. But like he yeah, he was just a big dude. I wouldn't ever say he was like super skilled. He was he was okay on the mic, like He's all right. He's
1: all right. But I would have never said, you know, here's a guy who everybody thinks is good, but is actually not that good. Let's talk about Luger. No, I would say almost everybody thought he wasn't that good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's all-
1: He's not overrated. Okay, number nine, Nikki Bella.
0: That she is on there because she's a reality star. And I think she gets oh. a lot of credit for her WWE run because, like, she was she was just a judge on one of the offshoots of America's Got Talent. Like, like she's she has this oh. whole side career. And, yeah, like, for me, her wrestling career is very unmemorable.
1: Okay, so I can't speak much to Nikki Bella. This is when I'm tuned out of the WWE. So I don't know much about her. So I take your word for it. I agree with you. I'm sure you're right. Okay, number eight
0: buff bagwell buff bagwell like 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 i like like i like i like buff like i always thought buff bagwell was a great gimmick but like again my definition is they have to be crazy over and like would you think he was ever more than the sixth or seventh best nwo person never
1: never right never and i don't think anybody ever said he was good right right so how do you say he's overrated i i don't know okay the next four choices on this list are fucking (laughs) mind-boggling okay here we go number 10 was lex luger number nine nikki bella number eight buff bagwell number seven
0: the bella twins (laughs) (laughs) this person dislikes them so much he added them twice as a tag team and as a singles
1: So, I guess the work rate is the one sister better than the other sister or no, they're about the
0: same? They're a lot the same. Like I Like see. one had better mic skills, Nikki had better mic skills. Uh-huh. But work rate is the same? Yeah, work rates very similar.
1: Okay. Number 6. This is a fucking real list, okay? <laughs> Number 6. <laughs> the most overrated wrestler ever. Number 6. I can't even say. It. Number 6. Mr. T. <laughs> What?
0: <laughs> Did he ever have more than a half a match? Because you can't count WrestleMania two. He had a WCW a half a match.
1: Yeah, but he. Oh, he had. Oh, yeah, he had oh, the, the WCW. WCW match in '93 in Detroit I that I saw live. That. Yeah, yeah. Forget about it. it. Was fucking shit. It was awful. But I didn't think he was a wrestler. Who counts him as a wrestler? And who said he was good? Nobody. Neither of those things. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Okay, number five, Hulk Hogan.
0: He's one.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. He should be number one. So if he's five, let's imagine who could be ahead of him. We've got, let's move on. Number four. I don't even know who the fuck this is. Eva Marie.
0: Eva Marie is another WWE diva person. And she was, I think she was champion, but she was never, she's not like, again, like if, if you'd have to tell me that you think Trish Stratus is overrated or Lita, like you have to give me. Agreed. A name that everybody's going to go, oh, that person and have a very, you can't have people that don't, people don't have a strong opinion about. Yeah.
1: Agreed. I agreed with you. I totally, I can't agree more. Like that's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Next. Okay. We've got the top three. I know Mike is the official list buster here, but I'm curious if you're going to make an overrated wrestlers list, knowing that Hogan is already eliminated from this list, who would you put on the top three?
0: Oh my god, of the top 3 guys that are overrated. Mm. Um man, I I thought I thought Big Show was overrated. Okay. Um cuz they 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 kept putting titles on him. I think Dolph Ziggler is crazy overrated cuz they put they put the fucking world title on that guy at a time. Like and and he's had a bunch of belts like like that dude was in the spirit squad for a reason. Like he shouldn't have uh, like the fact that he made it out is incredible. But mm-hmm. like to me, you believe in somebody being over by putting a belt on him. Right. And, and, and that guy, that guy has no business with a belt and probably, man, see the problem is like, I think the Miz is overrated, but nobody would say that the Miz is a top tier guy. And that's, that's where I'm struggling with this list. Like who do you who would you have there?
1: Okay, so the three guys in your list are nowhere near this list. <laughs> the three guys on top here will blow your fucking mind. Who the fuck? Okay. Who would you have thought? Um,
0: by the way, for at least for one. So besides Hogan, yeah. Okay,
1: so I've always thought Hogan was absolutely overrated. Then, uh, uh, other than Hogan, there are a couple of guys who I don't know if overrated is right because there was a time when the ultimate warrior was thought to be the next great thing in wrestling but i was never on the bandwagon he had four moves
0: yeah he was overrated i'll give i would agree with that
1: yeah matches were like pretty shitty so i would have said him uh, going back and looking back at history and putting things into historical perspective i'd put the junkyard dog there his fucking matches were awful <laughs> oh, oh, oh. damn they were bad so those would be two of my top 3 I know they're not like right. Right, kind of like modern choices. Right. But out of the modern guys, like the recent guys, the guys, most of the guys can work. So it's hard to say like that. There's a guy in recent history that's, you know, overrated because they can all kind of work. But if I had to put my finger on, I would probably go also with the big show, maybe because yeah. he did a lot of jobs to a lot of people. He shouldn't have job to. And then you, try to make him a monster for a little while then he's jobbing to like low level mid card guys you have him beat by Mayweather like what the I don't know yeah I saw for me his career was kind of like all over the place okay so the top three the list here number three
0: Uh, all right (laughs) Ryback next I'm not even I'm not fucking bothering.
1: you think that's bad number two giant Gonzalez. Is (laughs) Is Kurrigan
0: <laughs> one? Like, what is this? What is oh, this wish... list? What is this list?
1: <laughs> oh, I wish that would have been the number one answer. Fuck. Okay, but but much in the same vein. Number one is a great Kali.
0: Well, they did put the world title on him. Right. Right. Like. By the definition I laid out, he should be on the list. I just forgot about him, but he was never over, over. Right. But, mm-hmm. but as a list of people that were put in a position where they were supposed to be big time. Oh, you know what modern guy would put on that list? Who's that? A hundred percent is Jinder Mahal. Uh, ah. Yeah. Because they put it, they put like a five month run. Mm-hmm four or five month run on Jinder Mahal as world champion. And they did it because they signed a huge deal with like Indian television and stuff. He would be my pick for modern. So
1: if we go back and look at this overall list of the most overrated guys, number 10, Lex Luger, number nine, Nikki Bella, number eight, Buff Bagwell. Then Nikki Bella makes a second appearance at number seven with the (laughs) (laughs) the Bella tweets. Number six, we've got Mr. T, number five, Hulk Hogan, number four, Eva Marie, Number three, Ryback. Number two, Giant Gonzalez. Number one, Great Kali. I think we're in agreement with only one name on this list. That's Hulk Hogan, right?
0: Yeah, that's the only name we agree on. And like, if you're going to do ten, you could you could throw Kali towards the back end, and you could make a uh, I can make a little argument. I, for agreed, it.
1: agreed. I agree, I agree. Yeah, maybe Kali is there. That list is
0: dumb. Oh my god!
1: Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Six Podcast. You can tag in with a they DM. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com. For now, it's time to tag out... What? He's using hypnosis!